All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Grease the Wheels. It's the Automotive Technician Podcast, strictly for and by an automotive technician. That would be me, your Uncle Jimmy, coming to you live from the Rock and Roll Garage. Hey, today is a subject I want to talk to all of you about because you're really, really bad at it. And it's not bad, criminally bad or anything like that, but it's about taking time off. I know a lot of you work as hard and as long as you can to earn the almighty dollar. And I know a lot of you, and I have done this myself, will actually take the money instead of taking a vacation. And time off is really not actually all that welcome as far as you're concerned if you're one of these people who is trying to earn absolutely the maximum amount of money possible. Others of you would love to have more paid days off. I know that they seem very few and far between to me. I don't like the uh, irregularity of paid time off, you know, for holidays and that sort of thing. I always find myself having to uh, work on Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve or even Memorial Day. That doesn't seem to be an official holiday for all these uh, jackoffs who own repair shops and dealers. Uh, They don't seem to want to give anybody that fucking day off because, I don't know, maybe it makes them think that they don't need to work or something. I don't, I'm not sure the reason why, but uh, a lot of places you do not get Memorial Day off. I had a a period of time in my life where I worked three separate jobs, obviously not all at the same time, of course, but uh, I did work uh, a great many hours during that period of my life. It was uh, probably about five or six years, and so holidays were just a day where I could concentrate on working on just one job. I never actually worked all three jobs. Well, there was one day, actually. There was one day where I actually did work all three jobs because of a need. I didn't make that a, that was not a normal. That was an anomaly. That was something that happened because they were short help on that day at one of my jobs. So, but the reason I'm talking to you about this is because I am familiar and I'm familiar with your job. I'm doing your job. I do the same job as you do. And what I know from doing that job is that it's extraordinarily physically demanding extraordinarily so. I feel like it's very important for you and for me as well to uh, have time off and not so much just to not work, uh, which doesn't seem, just doesn't seem right to anybody, any of us, but uh, just to kind of heal mentally and physically, you know, I think it's, it's, I think it's extraordinarily important. And I think that uh, a lot of us don't feel like it is. And, and I got to be honest with you, sometimes when I have time off, it takes me a really long time to actually get back into the swing of things when I do get back to work. job I have now, uh, we had started doing a uh, three-day weekend. And then on that week where you had uh, Monday off, you would work on a Saturday. And then that left you with one day off, which was Sunday. And then you would be right back at work again on Monday. The jury's still out on that one, to be honest with you folks. I, I never really uh, never really enjoyed that setup. I did like having a day off during the week to do certain things that you can only do during the weekday. But uh, the things that I needed to do during the weekday were so, uh, you know, not, they were not really so important that uh, I couldn't just do them on lunch or maybe take an extended lunch or, you know, gone, uh, gone long, gone home early on a day and maybe gone and tackled some of these errands. 
So I didn't really enjoy that. I know some of you out there work four 10-hour days and have three days off. Uh, I've never done that. I actually did at one point in time work a night shift, which I fucking loved. I loved that because there was a lot of things that I didn't have to deal with when I worked at nights that I have to deal with working during the day that uh, made it joyful, literally joyful. Uh, I didn't have a lot of traffic. I didn't have a lot of people in the dealership. And yeah, it was actually at a dealership. And it we had a, a bare minimum of staff. We didn't have to deal with a lot of uh, ancillary bullshit. You know, the we had one parts guy. That was it. We had a service writer. That was it. And then the four of us as technicians. And we were expected to mop up the remnants of what was written during the day. Uh, which at the time when the night shift started, which is uh, it's just very interesting. Uh, at the time the night shift started, there was probably about four or five days worth of work already written and at the shop. And then we were a couple, two, three weeks out as far as cars that we would take in. So there was an extraordinary amount of work not getting done. And so when the night shift came around, that afforded us the opportunity to hire a couple of extra guys and get more done at night. And you know how technicians are at the, uh, after about a week or two of this going on, the day crew started hiding ROs in their toolboxes for jobs that they thought they could make a lot of money on and left us the garbage jobs. And then after about another week, they didn't leave us anything at all. We got caught right up. And our manager, who was the manager I've been ranting and raving about for the last several weeks, he had made the claim that there would be we would be able to turn at least 50 hours apiece working at night, and uh, he was wrong. And he had guaranteed that there would be 50 hours apiece. So he had to uh, he had to actually pay us a 50-hour 50 50 hour guarantee to come in and work at night. And basically, we were mostly sitting around doing nothing. So it was, it was excellent for me. It was excellent for the dealership as far as getting work done. But it was poorly executed and only because the service manager was a complete and total stupid jerk-off. And uh, there's not much, not much anybody could do about that. He, he's retired now, so he's out of the business. So I'm sure he doesn't give a shit. Probably didn't give a shit before anyway. So uh, he just continues to not give a shit. But uh, one of the things that they did at this particular dealership that I'm talking about was that if you opted to, you could just take the money and not take a vacation. You would just get a check at the uh, anniversary date of your hire for two weeks worth of pay. And if you took the time off, boom, you had the money. If you didn't, you had the money and you could continue to earn money working. And a lot of guys did that. And I know one guy in particular did that. He just continued to work 52 days out of the year. You know, everything that wasn't a holiday, everything that wasn't a day off, he worked. And uh, I found out recently from a friend of mine, because I'm not there anymore. I found out recently from a friend of mine that he had uh, some problems with alcohol and uh, I don't know if he had problems with drugs, but he doesn't have problems anymore because he did actually end up passing away. And I don't really suppose that his life was uh, all that good. Uh, I know that he spent a lot of time working. And uh, I think that, uh, I don't know if he lived paycheck to paycheck. Uh, I know that he did drink a lot. He was a nice guy. Um, I didn't always get along with him, but uh, most of the time I did, and he was pretty cool. Uh, we could tease him a little bit. He was cool enough to tease just a slight bit. I feel bad about it now only because can't do it anymore. He's not here with us. And he's one of those individuals that, like I said, did not take vacations. He did not take any of the paid time off that was afforded to him. I don't know if, if, you know, if he was still here for another five or ten minutes, if he would tell you that he regrets that or not. I don't I don't know what his life was like, actually. I know that 
I personally enjoy and value my own free time, my t- the time that is mine, my personal free time. And when my employer tries to infringe on it, which uh, at the current job I have, they try to infringe on it in a very unusual manner, suggest highly that we finish what we're doing at the end of the day, which is to suggest that we work until you know seven maybe, maybe six o'clock. They don't really enjoy it when we leave at five o'clock, which is a prescribed time unto which we can leave, but they're kind of keeping track mentally if uh, technicians are leaving right at five o'clock on the nose. And uh, they say that it points to a, a specific attitude towards the job if you leave early, but uh, I don't, I don't buy that shit. I think that uh, if you say to somebody, they got to be there eight to five and, and they've got to put in X amount of hours a week and they do, and, and you're unhappy about them not giving you extra. I think that that's bullshit. If you're paying somebody to be there for 40 hours, if you want them there for 41 or 42 hours, you better fork over. Okay. That's it. End of sentence. Don't, uh, don't expect uh, charity. Okay. I'm not working at a charity garage and I am not working for the Salvation Army. I'm not a volunteer. I work at your shop for money. I don't expect you to pay me when I'm not there. I expect you to pay me when I am there. And if you want me there, you better fucking pay me. That's it. End of sentence. And guys, I think that you need to adopt that attitude because quite frankly, the more I read about the shortage of technicians out there, the more severe it seems to be. And in a funny twist, management in uh, car dealers and in repair shops are starting to finally get the fucking message, but they don't know what to do about it, which is ridiculous. All these people who have these fixed options jobs where they uh, manage, you know, uh, the back end or the front end or the building or whatever, you know, whatever fixed ops actually means. All these people who run these places where you're employed, where I'm employed, where our friends, our fellow technicians are employed, they're not figuring it out. They're not getting the fucking message. Okay. To them. Okay. And, and this was the overwhelming theme to an article that I just read this morning, as a matter of fact, before I came on the air here. This gentleman who is a uh, fixed ops manager was admonishing the uh, dealerships for not paying attention to the mechanics that they actually have or technicians, whichever you prefer. Uh, They're not paying attention to the technicians that they have and making an effort to keep them in the building not making an effort to keep them employed. They're spending a lot of time moaning about the employees they don't actually fucking have when they're not doing anything to keep or maintain the uh, consistency of the employees that they have now, okay? And what this moron didn't seem to get was that fixed ops managers, service managers, and general managers, and all these fucking people, there's no shortage of those, okay? There is no shortage of people in management at car dealers and repair shops. And do you know why? Because the job pays very well. The job pays well, and even if you do it poorly, you can just continue to do it, which, you know, I mean, if you say to them, oh, you know, you're, you're a shitty fixed ops manager, they'll just be like, well, you know, How the fuck would you know? Well, I'm part of the fucking fixed operations, asshole. If I say you're doing a shitty job, guess what? Probably the other technicians share my opinion. And as a former parts guy, I can assure you that the parts guys probably share that opinion of you. Now, where I'm at now, I'd like to say they don't have shitty personnel in place, okay? So if anybody, if anybody's listening from the place I work now and they know who I am and they uh, identify with what I'm talking about, I'm not really talking about where I'm at now. I think I've got a really good, a really good situation going on, but management still doesn't really see the value of keeping the staff, especially the technicians. They don't see the value of keeping them happy, keeping them well-paid, well-fed, 
really. I mean, that's what it comes down to. We want to be well fed, whether it's with good work, whether it's with solid work, you know, maybe it's uh, an appreciation uh, of some sort or another of, of what kind of work we do, of how well we do it, how quickly we do it. Maybe it's a, the promise of a raise or perhaps a bonus or, you know, some sort of a, uh, some sort of a goal, uh, financial or otherwise, to shoot for. And what this article I was talking about was trying to get to was that you you need to take care of the technicians that you have now, otherwise you lose them. And if you go out and you promise the earth, the moon, the stars, and the sun to a new hire, but you're not giving that same level of commitment to the technicians that you have, all you're doing is trading technicians and losing money in the process, by the way. Because quite frankly, it, it wouldn't take much to incentivize the mechanics and the technicians that you have now. Because obviously they're working for whatever you're paying for them. And regardless of whether you think it's too much or not, I can guarantee you that the technicians don't believe it's too much. Okay. The technicians are never going to believe that they're overpaid. It is you're not I mean you could you could uh you could poll every single fucking technician in the United States of America and say, hey, are you guys overpaid? There is not one of those motherfuckers who's going to say yes. Okay, Not one. Not a single one. So what that says to me is that the pay is either adequate or inadequate. Okay? And when you say adequate, eh, I say barely. Okay? Now, I feel like my pay is adequate, but I've also been promised that if I increase my training level, that I will be uh, given raises. Now, we'll see if this comes to fruition. And if it doesn't, I will probably grease the fucking wheels. Seriously, because I'm not going to put up with that bullshit. Don't make some sort of a special promise to me. Don't tell me what you're going to do in the future and then not fucking do it. And this is something that management does just about everywhere I've been. They've got these, you know, these things that they'll tell you in an interview. And then later on, that just becomes bullshit. It's like, oh, I never said that. Well, actually, I was there, and I have two good ears, and I heard it. So it's not bullshit. I fucking heard it. But what was bullshit was you actually saying it because you didn't mean it. It wasn't true. But as far as having time off goes, and I know that this is where this whole thing started, if you if you check with your management, okay, and I'm talking about the people who run your building, the, this, these fixed ops people who uh, are very, very well paid, when they have time off coming to them, they fucking take it. They take it. And they're well paid enough that they can fucking travel wherever they want to if they want to, you know? I mean, maybe maybe you just want to go fishing for a week. And maybe they just want to go fishing for a week, which would be cool. It's just cool, you know? You can make 100K a year and still just like to go fishing. That can happen. There's, there's no problem with that. Maybe you make 150K a year and you still like to fish. Great. Take time off and go fucking fishing. And the people who are in fixed ops, managers and these sorts of things, service advisors, anybody who doesn't actually fix the fucking cars, they'll tell you their job is tough and important. And they're right, uh, especially if they're a service advisor, their job is tough. Their job sucks. And, and I know that I did a podcast where I was ripping them in half and exposing them for the occupational frauds that they, that they are, at least to us. But uh, it's a crappy job. And so if some of them don't do it exactly the way they're supposed to, I, I get it. You know, I, I, I know I can see both sides of the issue, okay? If they're not going to do the things that they're supposed to do 
it's probably because that job sucks. And if they get time off, believe me, they fucking take it and they should. Okay. Because really, literally, if you have to answer the phone at a car dealership and talk to people with broken cars who are going to give you attitude, that's a whole nother podcast that's coming by the way, folks. If they have to talk on the phone with these people or answer their emails or call them back or listen to them, call them six fucking times a day, that that's, that sucks. That sucks. I can only take so much whiny cocksucker bullshit in one day, and they get it every fucking day. I would go out of my fucking mind. I really would. And I think you're going to find that if you if you polled people who are in management, which is above these people, uh, such as service managers and maybe even assistant managers and general managers and these sorts of people that run the place, you're going to find that very few of them were service advisors. You're going to find even less of them were technicians. So how are they qualified Honestly, how are they qualified to run the place? Well, the answer is most of them are fucking not. Okay, they do things. I mean, maybe maybe some of them are familiar with the best practices at a car dealership. Maybe, maybe they're not. Maybe they don't give a fuck. Maybe they just make snap decisions and then let everybody else do everything for them. And that's what a manager is supposed to do. It's supposed to delegate. It's, it's not a problem. I understand it. You know, you say to a lot kid, hey, go move those six cars over there so that, the, you know, they don't get hit by a tree that's going to fall down, you know, or whatever. Or you got to move all these cars so that we can plow the snow so that people can come out and actually look at the cars. I get that. That's delegating. That's part of your job. Okay. But when you make decisions about things that affect people and those decisions are wrong, or at least they're, you know, misguided. And then when they go awry, you find somebody else to blame for those problems. Uh, that That's not management. That's, that's just straight up bullshit there. Okay. You have to own up and you're paid enough. Trust me. There's no manager out there who's going to tell you he's underpaid. Okay. Because they're not working that fucking hard. I, I've had managers that sat in their office and caught, talked to their girlfriends and or their wives or sometimes both in the same day and done nothing. And when they had to make a decision, they were all upset that they had to actually find out what happened and then chastise somebody for it or maybe even fire somebody for it because they're not good at that at all. The the last manager, one manager that I'm always ranting and raving about actually had uh, my team and my foreman and our my service advisor in a conference room with him and, and asked us if he should fire one of the employees on our team. I can remember not having anything to say, which is very rare. Not I, I just looked at him and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You're the fucking manager, asshole. You should not be asking us what you should do, you fucking dick. I got up and left the room because I didn't want to be involved with, uh, I didn't want to have uh, any say or any involvement with him firing this guy because the original reason, the underlying reason for actually wanting to get rid of him was that he made too much money. And he was a little bit belligerent and obnoxious because of it. And uh, there was no end in sight to it because he wasn't going to get more money. And so he had to go. And uh, I, I don't want to say it was the worst thing in the world. He was a friend of mine. I think it was the worst thing in the world for him. Uh, he actually somewhat deserved it. and then, uh, But he actually managed to get himself back in the door later on. So hopefully he's in a good place now. I haven't talked to him in a while. If you're a manager and you ask some of your employees if you should fire another employee, you yourself should be fucking fired. You should actually probably be taken out back and shot through the fucking head because that's bullshit. If you can't, you know, if you're making 100k a year and you're asking other people how to make decisions for the fucking dealership, then you need to get the fuck out. Seriously, I don't have a lot of uh, tolerance for that bullshit. Okay, I know I've digressed quite a bit, but what I'm trying to get to here is that people who make way more money than you and do way less than you 
take the time off that they're given. Now, as a technician, I understand the need for money, the want for money, the desire to get ahead, the desire to pay the bills. I get it. And we're not paid that well. So when we get paid for time off, we're getting paid even less, really, because if we're flat rate, we could turn, you know, maybe 60, 70 hours in a week. But if we're going to take time off, we're only going to get 40 an hour or an average of what we did turn, which means that, you know, they're going to find the worst week and the best week, add them together and divide it by two. And that's probably no bueno either. I mean, I mean, your worst week might have been for who knows why. And, you know, you end up with less than 40, 40 hours. I hope not. One of the things that uh, is important about not working is uh, perhaps looking around and you know smelling the roses, really taking a, a, f- a few minutes to examine what's happening in your life from the point of view that you don't have to go to work in five minutes. You don't have to get back to work in five minutes. You don't have to worry about a water pump job that's coming in or you don't have to, you know, you don't have to worry about things just for a couple of days, maybe even. OK, I need I think it's, it's an important need. One of the other things that goes along with taking some time off is maybe healing a little bit, okay? Now, as technicians, we're strong. We're men. We're strong. We lift things, you know? But you need to fucking stop doing that. Lifting things that are I'd say over 50 pounds, you gotta you gotta bring that shit to a halt, gentlemen. Um, you're gonna get hurt that way. Uh, I got tires and wheel assemblies on cars that I used to routinely lift up in a specific manner, and uh, I've hurt myself gravely doing that. I, I don't want you to do that anymore. I've talked about it before, and, and I really mean it. You have to be smart with what you do with your body because it's gonna give up on you. And I know a lot of technicians have stopped working as technicians in their 40s, uh, even in their 30s. And, and and many even in their 20s are having physical difficulties already. So if you're getting started, get smart about how you uh, how you do things. Get smart about how you lift things. Get smart about you know how things get moved around. Get smart about putting your body into contorted uh, positions to do things. Uh, the job's not worth it. Okay, you're not working on your own stuff. And if it doesn't get fixed, fuck them. It's not yours, okay? I mean, I mean, maybe that's a poor attitude to have, but uh, you know what? It's not. No, there's nobody's car in the fucking world that's worth hurting yourself to work on. Nobody, not the presidents, not the popes, nobody's. Nobody's fucking car is worth it, okay? So don't do it, and take your time off. And you know, if, as far as recreation goes, uh, fishing's a great one. Drinking's drinking's okay. Let's just try. To, <laughs> Let's just try to take it easy with the drinking. I know a lot of uh, a lot of technicians have a drinking problem, and they will tell you flat out that it's not a problem, but uh, it is. Uh, some of them actually take drugs, but uh, the climate out there in the shops is that if there's a problem with a car, you're going to be taking a drug test, uh, and it could end up costing you uh, your job. So you might, you know you definitely want to think twice about doing those those sorts of things. I don't do any drugs other than the ones that are prescribed to me and they don't adversely affect me for at least as far as I know. But make sure that you know if if you take if you got something that you like to do, if you have children for Christ's sakes, take the time off and spend time with your kids because those those little bastards grow up so fast. Mingy, before you know it, you come home and they're they're asking you for the keys to the car. And you're like, wait a minute, you're two years old. No, Dad, I'm 17. How the hell did you get to be 17, for fuck's sake? Well, I, we'll talk about it later, but can I have the keys to the car? Well, you're not going to drink, are you? I go, well, yeah, of course I am. I'm 17. Well, it's not legal. Yeah, okay. Since when did making something illegal stop anybody from doing it? <laughs> uh, 
Sorry, I know that's going to end up on the cutting room floor. That's fine. I don't give a shit. So look, I want to put an end to this podcast. It's already gone on way too long, and it's already been not about what it originally started being about. But uh, if you got time off, take your time off. Uh, spend some time with your wife, your kids, your friends. Uh, spend some time fishing. Go somewhere on vacation. I've done that. Uh, it was awesome. It really was. Uh, I mean, I, I spent a little bit of money, and I flew across the country and did a couple things in a city I'd never been to before, and I was great. I loved it, you know? And I'm not one of these people who used to take time off. I used to be one of these people who just keep working and get the money and go, yeah, you know, what can I buy now? Well, I don't know. I'm at work all the time. I don't even know what's available, what's for sale. Find something you like to do that has nothing to do with working on cars and Take a week off and go do it, you know, seriously. You know, maybe you're a Grateful Dead fan. You want to follow around whatever's left of uh, Grateful Dead or maybe Fish or whatever band is filling in for the Grateful Dead these days. Maybe you just want to go to a, a, a winery with the wife. Just do something like that, okay? Just stop doing what you do just for a few days. It'll be there when you get back. Trust me, it'll be there. And, you know, the other thing, too, is if you take some time off and you... You know, maybe you meet some people or maybe you even reconnect with some people you used to know or maybe some people you used to work with. You might find, and and this is not all that hard to do these days, you might find that there's other opportunities out there for you as a a mechanic, as a technician, you know. Maybe maybe somebody comes along and says, hey, you know, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a mechanic, you know. Or maybe they're like, oh, you know, would you like to, you know, come work for the carnival? Or, you know, would you you like to be a building maintenance guy? Or would you like to, you know, anything else, really? Maybe they, you know, maybe they just see you, see that you have, you're, you're fairly intelligent, you know how to do things, and you get things done with your hands. And they say, hey, maybe you'd like to come work for me. And then you find out they want to pay you a lot more than what you're making now. And guess what? You go back to work after taking a week off and you say, hi, this is a pink slip. It's a two weeks notice. I'm going to get the fuck out of here and make some real money and work for people who aren't going to treat me like shit. Okay. That's it for me tonight. I'm serious, boys. Schedule a vacation. Take some time off. Uh, you could do nothing if you want. Doing nothing's okay. You know, watch football, watch Monday Night Football, stay up late, watch it all. Get it done or get nothing done. Okay, I know not a lot of people aren't telling you that, but get nothing done. There you go. Official official vacation advice from your Uncle Jimmy, all right? I'm going to sign off now, but hey, if you got some uh, some horror stories about vacations that went awry or maybe some great vacations that you went on, I'd like to hear them, you know? Hit me up on Facebook and uh, Reddit and Instagram and uh, what else is there out there? I don't even know. Twitter? Sure. Okay. Uh, email us, whatever you want to do. It's uh, Grease the Wheels. That's the podcast name. I'm your Uncle Jimmy. And for right now, I am signing off. See you.